what is up my dudes welcome back to yet another episode of olympia oddities so today's episode is another story that i hadn't heard of before but the second that i started reading about it i knew that i needed to tell everyone all about it today i'm telling you the story of the mysterious death and possible spontaneous human combustion of betty satlow On December 6, 1973, Betty Satlow and her husband, Sam, were closing up the bar that they owned together. The bar was located in Hoquiam, and they worked there as a singing family, entertaining bar patrons with song medleys. After working together for about an hour, Sam told Betty that it was alright if she headed home. This might have been because Betty had been drinking heavily that night and wasn't being much of a help in her drunken state. Sam arrived at their home around 5 a.m. and found Betty unconscious behind the wheel of her car, which had been parked inside the garage. He called the paramedics, but once they arrived, they were unfortunately unable to revive Betty. An autopsy of Betty Satlow's body revealed her cause of death as carbon monoxide poisoning. She had a 53% saturation of it in her blood. The coroner and police immediately suspected that her death could be a suicide, But after the autopsy also revealed a blood alcohol content of 0.26, they began to believe that Betty had fallen asleep or passed out in her car. They were never able to properly determine if it was a suicide or not, and seemed to just leave it at that. After the autopsy, Betty's body had been taken to the Coleman Funeral Home, and her body was embalmed. On December 9th, the Satlow family and friends of Betty all gathered together at Coleman's to perform Catholic rosary services over her body. Once everyone had left, the funeral director closed the lower half of the casket and went home for the night. A tenant living above the funeral home called the fire department when they smelt smoke at around 1 a.m. The firemen arrived at the scene, and when they entered the chapel, they discovered Betty's casket surrounded by an incredibly hot burning fire, as if her casket had been the source of it. Once the flames were extinguished, they decided to inspect Betty's metal casket. Her upper body was nothing but ashes and a few fragments of bone, but her lower body was still pretty much intact. This might have been due to the fact that less oxygen was in the sealed part of the casket. Investigators of the scene first believed it to be a very bizarre act of vandalism, but changed their minds after the fire department was unable to find any evidence of arson. There was no sign of a break-in at the funeral home, and they hadn't found any traces of an accelerant being used at the scene. Police sent pieces of metal and wood from the coffin to the U.S. Treasury Department lab. The materials were tested at the lab, but they were also unable to determine how the fire had started. What caused the fire at the funeral home that night is still a mystery, but most cases of spontaneous human combustion do have a logical explanation. Most cases of spontaneous human combustion go this way. A body is discovered reduced to mostly ash, with just the hands and feet remaining. There's usually no witnesses to the actual start of the flame, but when bodies are discovered, the area surrounding them is surprisingly intact. Things may be melted, but never actually caught on fire. In a normal house fire, human remains look like charred human bodies, leaving skeletons and bits of flesh behind. The surrounding area is usually extensively burnt, not just melted things like in cases deemed events of spontaneous human combustion. This is because of an an effect called the candle effect. Here's a paraphrased explanation from one of my main sources for this episode, The Skeptic's Guide to the Paranormal, by Lynn Kelly. When the candle effect happens, 
A human body is essentially turned into a huge inside-out candle, with the clothes being the wick and the body's own fat becoming the candle. Only happening to dead or unconscious people, because any conscious person would register the pain and put the flame out, all it takes is a spark, like a dropped cigarette onto a pair of a slumped-over drunk person's jeans, to light the fire. There's an initial flare when the clothes first catch fire, um, which any accelerants present, like gas or perfume, can add to, but it will soon die out as the body fat begins to melt and fuel the fire. The body fat then melts into the clothes, causing the body to burn slowly, but at a very high heat. The disappearing bones can be attributed to the fact that bone marrow is about 80% fat, and this fat is also slowly liquidated and released, allowing the fire to completely consume the bones. The hands and feet are usually untouched because of their low body fat percentage, leaving them, leaving them unable to fuel the fire enough to completely destroy them. One example of the candle effect at work was in Medford, Oregon in 1991. A woman's body had been found by two fishermen. Her body had still been on fire at the time that they flagged down Deputy Sheriff Mike Loheed. Loheed was able to determine that the woman was last seen hitchhiking at 7.30 a.m. Five hours later, he was standing over her still-burning body. Dr. John DeHaan, a forensic scientist and expert in arson investigations, was called in to help investigate the scene. Once there, he was immediately able to determine that this was a cause of the candle effect. The woman's clothes and the deep cover of leaves in the area had acted as the wick, and her body fat had fueled the flames. The damage to overhanging branches showed that the flames had reached a maximum height of 50 centimeters, but had still been hot enough to almost completely consume an entire body. In 1998, Dr. John DeHaan went on to do an example of the candle effect for the BBC series QED. He used a pig carcass wrapped in a blanket, since pigs have similar body fat composition to humans. The pig in a blanket was placed on the table, and a small amount of gasoline was added to help start the fire. After about two minutes, the initial flame had gone down, but the pig's fat had began to work as fuel for the fire. The fat was liquefied, then consumed by the flame, showing slow, localized burning. The flames may have been small, but when measured with a thermometer, the temperature read 800 degrees centigrade, which is 1472 degrees Fahrenheit. Over seven hours, the small flames consumed the rest of the pig until all that was left were the pig's feet. Just as expected, the low amount of fat in the feet prevented them from burning as intensely as the rest of the body had. Thank you for listening to another episode of Olympia Oddities. I thought this was a super interesting story, and I hope that you all enjoyed it. My other source for this article was Weird Washington's write-up on spontaneous human combustion. If you want to support the podcast, leave me a positive review. Follow the social media um, on Facebook or Instagram at Olympia Oddities Podcast, or tell a friend. I know Tumblr is a dead platform, but I did recently start one for the podcast, just called Olympia Oddities, where I'm just going to be reblogging like cryptid pictures and stories and spooky kind of Pacific Northwest horror art. So if you're into that, feel free to follow that. Uh, remember to put that candle out before bed, and until next time, friends. <laughs>